And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Uh, text lines have blown up. I need to get to some of those here pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, if you want to text in, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. And sometimes I've been told that I say that too fast. I got to say it. I got to I gotta slow gotta it down. Got to say it slow. I gotta, it's 833-687-4448, y'all. There you Slow go. Slow with the twang. That's right. We've got to put the twang on it to make it work. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're moving to number two of the Triple Dipper, Adventures in Woke World. This is the one where literally I find wokeness, a, a, a whole buffet, a plethora, a cornucopia, if you will, of wokeness. And I think, all right, I got enough. It's time for another one. Hit it, Boomer. Adventures in Woke World. <laughs> There it is. All right. Adventures in Woke World. These are the kind of stories. Some make you roll your eyes. Some make you laugh. Some will make you just like get mad. The others will make you don't want to throw something at the radio. But uh, just be careful. Strap yourself in. We got some wokeness to walk through here. So um, the very first one I'll say is that, um, you know, God bless them. But there is an absolute push right now to destroy the idea of progressing on merit in this society. The woke left is absolutely determined that the color of your skin or whether or not you are gay is what is more important than whether or not you have the means to succeed in terms of academics. It is unreal to me how they will literally claim that on the, on the auspice, under the auspices of equity, equity, we have to promote people who haven't earned the right to be promoted. Well, Phil, don't you know they're being held back by the vast inequities being perpetrated upon them by colonialism and historic uh, cis white genders, you know, whatever. Okay. Story here from Fox. New York City secretly demands that teachers consider a woke agenda when selecting students for the gifted and talented program. I kid you not. Um... New York City's Department of Education is revamping its gifted and talented program for kindergartners. 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 With a woke equity agenda. So the DECE, which is the Department of Early Childhood Education, posted a private training on what teachers should look for when selecting children at young ages for accelerated learning. All right, so here's the bottom line. is they posted a video on the website, and they literally branded it as do not disseminate or distribute. Okay, danger, Will Robinson. Danger. So when you've got when you've got the public school system posting something, but then also basically saying, "Don't tell anybody." There's a problem, and you know there's a problem. According to the webpage, it says students will be considered for eligibility based on behaviors that may indicate readiness for accelerated learning. Okay. One of the behaviors, first of all, is when the child pushes back on authority. Hmm. Says children need to be presented with opportunities to demonstrate gifted behaviors. The students we serve in gifted programs rarely proportionally reflect this scenario. Um, Okay. One of the ways students can demonstrate eligibility to teachers at that very young age is if they refuse to do something when the purpose behind the task is not explained. I think that's called belligerence to say. I think that's called disobedience. So let me get this straight. 
if a kindergartner stomps his feet and looks at you and says, no, I don't want to. Why? Why I got to? That's what a kindergartner does. That's what they do. That's where you help mold them and shape them and let them know, little Johnny, you have to do this thing. Little Susie, this is the way it's going to be. And if you, if you can't comply, then, then I'll have to tell your mommy and daddy that you've been bad today and you won't get a happy face sticker. All right. That's the way it works in kindergarten, unless you're in the Department of Early Childhood Education in New York City. But then it gets worse. The education department asked participants in the training to consider their own implicit biases when choosing students for the gifted and talented program. Oh, here we go. Here's the quote. Now we're going to take some time to examine our own biases. Becoming aware of our implicit bias and how they guide our decisions is essential for all educational process professionals. The New York City Department of Education is committed to advancing equity now through the meaningful development of each of its educators. And it goes on to say that in April, Mayor Eric Adams of New York City expanded seats in the advanced program for equity purposes. And he scrapped at the same time a standardized education test that evaluated who was best as opposed to their academic merits, leaving some parents confused about the criteria. So let me get this straight. First of all, if you're trying to select a kid, you might want to look for the ones who racially fit the demographic profile of equity in terms of having a distribution. And then secondly, you want to find that four- and five-year-old who is resistant to authority because they obviously have a creative mindset. And then secondly, you do away with the merit-based academic test that we've always used in the past, apparently, because that meritorious test, well, for equity purposes, it might be discriminatory. That's what we're having happen. That's what happens when wokeness gets hold of the education system. And parents are speaking out in New York. They're like, we have no idea. The rules keep changing. We don't even know what to expect. Well, the reality is it's not a gifted program. If kids get there without being gifted. End of story. I got a whole lot more of that. Y'all stay tuned. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Adventures in Woke World. We'll be right back. back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid conservative and just plain right. I mean, man, this show is like way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to Gaston, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi, all thrown in just for good measure. So I am in uh, number two of the Triple Dipper, Adventures in Woke World. In fact, Boomer, I think we need to just play the intro again. Just hit it, bud. Adventures. In Woke World. 
So listen, the next story I got, uh, it's sad, but it's, it's, it's got to be reported. So uh, New York Post reports as of uh, this West weekend, the seventh dead whale has washed up on the Jersey Shore. Now this is, it's sad. First of all, I mean, you hate it. It's, it's, a, it's a loss of marine life. And you think, okay, this happens occasionally. You have a whale, a dead whale washes up. I get it. But then what, seven? And this is like seven in a short span of time. So it says a seventh dead whale in a little over a month has washed up on the Jersey Shore this week, sparking a debate about the impact, wait for it, of offshore activities on marine life. Those activities may be what? A new wind farm. So, yeah, we've had, uh, I mean, just looking at some of them, we've had, uh, and they're big, too. These are not like baby whales. You said seven, seven. in the month. Seven, yeah, in 30-ish days. Uh, a 30-foot female humpback, humpback uh, a 12-foot sperm whale, a uh, female sperm whale in Rockaway Beach, a where else? Um, it goes on and on and on. It lists all the different whales, and they're showing pictures of it, New York Post. And these are, these are massive. Massive. They're, I mean, these are, these are whales that you think of when you think of whales. All right. So, but then it goes on to say um, it has created the controversy uh, of, around a new offshore wind farm uh, activity. Where is my spot in the article here? I'll get to it. Um, we, shoot, I know I could find it. If I, if, I had, if I had highlighted correctly, I would already have it. Um, <laughs> but but this is, this is this, first of all, crickets right now from the green energy community. Play it. Yep. Whales? <laughs> Whales dying? Certainly not our fault. Whales dying? No. It says there's currently uh, no offshore wind turbines in New Jersey, but there are several projects underway. They're being put in uh, to reach an offshore electric wind generation goal of 11,000 megawatts uh, put in place by uh, the governor of New Jersey. Um, governor Murphy says he calls the whale deaths tragic and he vowed that investigations underway, but surely it's not related to these things. Certainly not. Well, uh, I got news. I think we're going to find out that something has changed and that something is the level of activity offshore right now to promote the green new deal, which may or may not actually, I think it may actually be, um, harming marine life. By the way, Save the Whales is like the very first ever eco-uber-liberal, you know, moment. Greenpeace, Save the Whales, and seven dead whales washing up on the New Jersey coastline in just the last recent weeks. Uh, Boomer, by the way, Ooh. did you ever, have lot. you ever seen <clears throat> the video? It's an epic video. I know some of our listeners have seen it, of the town in Oregon that decided they had a huge whale. I think it was a blue whale. A huge whale washed up dead on shore. They didn't know what to do. It was so big. They decided the best way to handle it was to blow it up. <laughs> what? In Oregon? <laughs> I kid you not. No. Florence, Oregon. Is that anywhere near where your family used to live? Do you have any Florence, idea? Florence, I'm not. They they were about three hours from the from the coast. Okay. All right. Two and a half. Yeah, from the coast. But I don't think it was Florence. I think Florence was a little bit further. So Florence, Oregon, 1970. All right. So... If anybody out there is, if you haven't seen the video, I encourage you. In fact, the best one that I found when I was thinking about this earlier was, it's, it's called the Exploding Whale 50th Anniversary Remastered. <laughs> YouTube has the video. Oh, man. K-A-T-U News. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Paul Lindman reporting for Channel 2 News, 1970. And the video. 
<laughs> I mean, shows this massive dead whale on the and it's it's I may hard. be pulling it okay, up right I, now. I feel bad. I'm laughing, but the reality, but the but the massive whale is is laying out there on the beach, and there's there's Paul Lindman reporting live from the beach in Florence Beach, and he's he's talking about this massive whale in the background laying dead on the beach, and the city officials decided this thing's too big, man. We can't haul it away. Uh, we can't dig it out. We don't want to have to carve it up and take it away. And pee. I know what. Let's blow it up. And so wow. it literally shows them bringing in their experts. Are you watching the video right oh, now? Oh, I'm watching it right now. Yes. <laughs> and it has like a little bulldozer bringing in all the explosives. And they're like, I guess they're going to stuff the well with the explosives. They stuff the well with explosives. They pack that thing so full of C4. I mean, and then when the explosion goes off, and then they literally the video has a countdown, and everybody's on the on the up on the bluffs watching as this whale is laying on the beach. That thing goes off like a mini nuke. It was like a tactical nuclear explosion on the beach of Florence. <laughs> but the funniest part, I mean, luckily nobody was killed, was that literally massive chunks of whale blubber began falling everywhere. You could watch the video as they rained down from the sky in in pieces. So, Cars were crushed in the parking lot adjacent to the beach. I kid you not, the video shows cars that were completely crushed by massive pieces of falling whale blubber. Unreal. Wow. Un, un, it's, it's, oh, there it is. Three, it, two, one. Uh, <laughs> oh, blood. You can just see it just. Oh, it did have a red mist. Oh, wet, that's awful. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, look at wow. that. Okay, y'all have to look at this, this if is, you have not. So I am. I am seen getting, it. That's it. Sandy from Harvest is texting and said, "That's a whale of a story." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, okay, wow, we got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so if you haven't seen the, uh, just just type in whale explosion, Oregon. You're gonna find. Oh, it'll it. pull up. It's it's. You found it like real quick, didn't you? Oh, super fast. <laughs> oh, there's the car. <laughs> there's the car totally that's destroyed. completely destroyed by. I mean, this is well, this was this blubber. Was a full size, like you know, 1970 era sedan that is just crushed by whale blubber. People standing around looking at it with their hands on their faces, like they have no idea what just happened. <laughs> and I guarantee you, somebody lost their job at the city. Here's an idea let's blow the sucker up. Uh, who was that, man? Who was on the phone? Somebody on the phone? It was call? Brian. Oh, okay. He was, he was just saying he's laughing a lot at the well story. <laughs> go, go look at it. I mean, you have to, you have to, you have yeah. to. I, 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 give, I had not seen it yet until just now, and, and that necessary, is necessary. Awesome. I give permission for you to leave the show briefly to go and watch the video. It is necessary. It is, it is pertinent. I will soon figure out how to we can just live stream that the, those things when we pull it up for people. Once we once once I figure it out. You know what? That would be a perfect idea. <laughs> so that we can talk about it and watch the video just We'll the commentate. We'll do the overlay of the commentating for everyone. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, C4 <laughs> having been packed in. The man with the plunger sits there waiting for the signal. Three, two, one. Good lord. Oh the humanity <laughs> <laughs> wow. Paul from Athens is texting in. Watch this. Hold my beer. <laughs> Hold my beer. Watch, watch this. this. What nothing hey, y'all. good ever happened after the phrase, oh, watch this was kicked off. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing good ever. Oh my gosh. All right. Hey, back to uh, adventures in woke world. So um the National Hockey League. Uh, which, by the way, Boomer, didn't we have a story a couple of weeks ago? National Hockey League had their first ever like uh, LGBTQIA plus 
um, hockey tournament. Oh, I believe it was National Hockey League. It had to be, yeah. It was, yeah. It was like I forgot what they called it, but it was like they had the pinks against the the blacks or something like that is what they called the teams, and and they had one you know big dude who believes he's a woman that literally crushed the little woman who believes she was a man up against the boards and caused injuries and had they had to actually bring in a board and take her off the ice. Mm. Uh, you look at it and go, wow, okay, who thought this was a good idea? That's what happens when you cave to the woke agenda. It's sooner or later you have to ask the question, who thought this was a good idea? Usually that's in the aftermath of uh, serious liability and personal injuries. Uh, story from the Washington Examiner. Story from the Washington Examiner. National Hockey League backtracks after Ron DeSantis' office blasts their woke job fair. So, yeah, the National Hockey League, continuing to pursue its wokeness, literally held a job fair or posted a job fair in Florida and immediately got called out by the governor's office. Here's the ad. You ready? Quote, participants must be 18 years of age or older based in the U.S. and identify as female, black, Asian, Pacific Islander, Hispanic, Latino, indigenous, LGBTQIA+, and or a person with disability. Read the now delete, deleted LinkedIn post for the National Hockey Way's Pathway to Hockey Summit event. In other words, what they were doing was they were saying, hey, we're going to hire people, but you can't be white or straight. That's what they were saying. First of all, it's hockey. But what, what they were saying was literally, and, and I'll read it to you again. Here's the list. Female, black, you have to identify, I'm sorry, identify as female, black, Asian Pacific Islander, Hispanic Latino, indigenous, LGBTQIA+, and or a person with disability, and or. So you could be um, a, a black uh, transgender handicapped person, and you've got a leg up, man. You're getting hired by the NHL. That identifies as a female. That, okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, the governor's team swiftly responded to the post saying, quote, we are fighting all discrimination in our schools and our workplaces, and we'll fight it publicly. Uh, we call upon the National Hockey League to immediately remove and denounce the discriminatory prohibitions it has imposed upon attendance to the 2023 Pathway to Hockey Summit. And then following that, Christina Pushaw, who is the uh, DeSantis' campaign spokeswoman, says, NHL, you are officially on notice about your planned events. Unlawful discrimination will not be tolerated. And they took down the, the, uh, the, the posting, and the event uh, is now intended to be for anybody who wants to apply. Funny how that worked out. I'd love to know, too, NHL, was that an official policy and you changed it because you got caught? Or was there a staffer somewhere who got ahead of themselves, a little out over their skis, and when the boss found out, they literally said, what, would you stop? And they, did the person keep their job? I'm curious. All right, Boomer, take the break right now, man. I talked about whales so much that we already that. <laughs> and during the break, if you have not seen it, go do the quick Google Oregon Beach Whale Explosion, and you're going to laugh. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. So uh, I got I got several. The whale got some attention. Uh, so uh, uh, Andy from Arab, <laughs> Andy from Arab, who was in the 82nd Airborne Division, uh, he said, "Thankfully, we didn't train in whale disposal as combat engineers in the 82nd Airborne." <laughs> Glad of it. I don't think it would have gone over too well. Uh, there's a special hazardous duty pay for this one. Um, Alice from Huntsville. Why did they just build a fire around the whale and cook it? I don't know, Alice. I, <laughs> that's a great question. I have no idea. I guess they figured they couldn't burn that much, and it just, you know, I don't know. So I got something. So I figured out how we could play it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I figured it out. So if we should play it, they could actually just pull up our live stream and watch it. All right, I tell you what. Give me give me a minute to read. You go ahead and get ready, folks. If you want right. to watch the live stream on our website, uh, <laughs> www.rightsideradio.org. That's rightsideradio.org, not .com, .org. Rightsideradio.org. Uh, the live stream is on there. Take you a second and go to it. Boomer is about to play the uh, the, the video, and we'll, we'll talk through it because it's just – I can't believe I just thought of this. I mean, this is like the, the show has now been derailed over something that happened in 1970, but that's okay. Uh, it's as far as. But. <laughs> Nick from Harvest, uh, he, says, uh, he says, he says, he says, one good thing came from hold my beer, watch this, warning signs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally agree. Uh, uh, Paul from Athens, I think the amount of dynamite used was a bit over. Wyoming. Oh, okay. Uh. I see what he did there. That's, <laughs> that that one deserves a womp womp womp. Um anyway. All right. Hey, uh well I'll tell you what, Boomer, you got it? I got it. Uh, so how, how much did you put on there? The whole uh, video? No, I just... got it counting down from three and it's and it will Okay, so uh, <laughs> All right, host that sucker. Oh, you! So, what a great job, boom! Oh, it's right here in three, two, one, boom, and you will see the okay. red mist. All right, hit the hit the hit and hit the play. Let's go ahead and see it. Oh wow, that's like, like I said, it's like a tactical nuke, and I'm I'm watching right now as as it just literally is, wow. And then do you have it on there too, where it's the oh look at the giant pieces of blubber falling in the sky. Oh yeah, they're just unbelievably. I mean, like they're they're biggest cars. Somebody- <laughs> oh wow! It's just. <laughs> and you here. I'll see if I can fast. Here's here's some cars right there. Oh yeah. Get, oh get, here it comes right the- there. Oh. Oh, it's not showing up on the on the. Oh yes, oh, yeah, it is. You're- oh, crushed automobiles. Crushed automobiles. Oh, look at that one! Just destroyed <laughs> that that Cadillac. Wow. Oh man. Oh boy, standing there staring at it like, what just happened? Somebody said, hold my beer. And I don't know, after that, the the roof fell in. Um, Man. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. That was fun. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Hey, um, all right. Continuing on with Adventures in Woke World, I got a couple more for you. Actually, I got several more for you. Here's one I tell you what, though. Let me shift gears. This is going to make you mad. This this one makes me mad. Los Angeles, Blaze.com. Reports as of uh, this weekend, Sunday, uh, Los Angeles Police Department bans the thin blue line flag. The police department itself banned the thin blue line flag. If you're not familiar with the thin blue line, it's an American flag, and one of the stripes right in the middle is in blue, and it's designed to represent, I mean, but basically it's it's an honorarium. It, it, it honors police officers. It honors the fallen, uh, and it's also there. Uh, to to basically uh, say this is who we are and and it's it's a symbol basically 
of um, uh, of the strength of the police force and the unity of the men and women uh, on the force and an honoring of those who fall in the line of duty. Well, huh. The L.A. Police Department banned the thin blue line flag because it now allegedly symbolizes, quote, undemocratic, racist, and bigoted views. Wow. So let me ask you this. I know that the... Um, I know that the gay community has seized upon the rainbow as their imagery. Should churches not teach the fact that the rainbow actually came from God's promise? I would say no. I mean, you, sh- you should be allowed to, t- it, literally, because they co-opt your symbol doesn't mean you should just give it away. How about this? If the, if the American flag becomes uh, a symbol of, of hate, are we going to do away with it? I mean, what the heck? The thin blue line symbol is a pro-police emblem that is said to represent the thin line between order and lawlessness in a society maintained by law enforcement who wear blue uniforms. LAPD Chief Michael Moore sent an email to the department personnel defending his ban, saying the thin blue line has been hijacked by extremist groups. He claimed that he received a community complaint this week. Now, the point that I make here is he received a community complaint this week. He doesn't say he received overwhelming calls from the community. No. The article I'm looking at from The Blaze says he claimed that he received a community complaint this week about the presence of a thin blue line flag in the lobby of a police station. The complaint alleged the thin blue line flag symbolizes support for violent extremist groups such as the Proud Boys and others. Here's his comment. And this is where I realized that what we're dealing with is a guy who has been made police chief who has no strength of character and does not deserve the job. Moore said he viewed the thin blue line flag as symbolizing the honor, valor, dedication, and sacrifice of law enforcement to protect communities. However, the police chief said some people had undermined the flag with their racist, bigoted, and oppressive values. So what we basically hear there is, well, I mean, I like it too. I I, I do, but, you know, some people get offended, and uh, other people have been using it wrong, and so I felt like we had to get rid of all of it. That's jackassery right there. Boomer, that is total jackassery. Completely. Yes. Um, he did not have the strength of character to stand by his men and women. Um, the union, the police union, came out and just in utter disgust and disappointment said that what this was was nothing more than political defeatist kowtowing uh, by the department to groups that praise the killing of officers and the outright call for violence against those in uniform. Now, I'm just saying... Thin blue line. Men and women in blue, we love you. We stand by you. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. More Woke World. We'll be right back. Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right.
Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Local, state, national, sometimes even international, man. We cover down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Uh, hey, we are in hour number three, which is inexplicable to me. It's hour number three. I mean, how did this happen? We're hour I, three already. I don't know, but we did get some good texts oh, as yeah? well. Oh, yes. yeah? During the break we did? Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul. Oh, my gosh. They're huge. They're know, all over the So place. many. Paul from Athens was uh, talking about, you know, when we were talking about the flag for the police yeah, officers. Yeah, the blue line flag, mm-hmm. yeah. And he, he actually sent in a picture of a flag that was a rainbow flag. And he said, and they want to say that, that this is okay. Oh, it was an American. Fl- it was American flag. That's oh, I see the all rainbow color. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Wow. Um, but then a couple other like funny ones. Randall from Newmarket. When we were talking about the uh, the well, yeah. you know, blowing up. He goes, yeah. "Oh, a new way to make fish and chips." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I'm not sure those are the kind of chips you want, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then uh, John from Huntsville was uh, telling us that we need you and I need to break the world record. For consecutive radio interviews. Consecutive radio interviews? Yes. The record is 25 hours and 35 minutes long. (laughs) Why would we want to do that? I mean, then we get a plaque. I think I would get tired of myself at that Uh. point. (laughs) I'm just... You but know. he would listen to the whole thing. He said, he "Oh like, we well, go. John, um, that would be uh, that would make three of us. Then you and I and Boomer would all listen to ourselves <laughs> for twenty five consecutive hours." Uh, what else you got in there? Anything else? Oh, I mean, there's so many in here. I, yeah. I just kind of just picked the just a, a small section. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, hey, uh, jumping back in, I'll wrap this segment up here uh, before the next break. So, uh, several things in woke world. You know, I love it when liberals look at things and they don't want to call it what it is. Like, you know, he's a criminal, but I can't call him that because he's, you know. Less privileged. Okay, hotair.com has a piece called Baltimore's plan for the squeegee kids falls fails almost immediately. Okay. So you've probably seen it. Maybe some of y'all have experienced it. Where you, you pull up at the red light at a in a major city and, and, a, and a homeless person comes over and spits on your windshield, rubs it with their sleeve, and then wants you to pay them for cleaning your window. Um, well, it's become a real thing in Baltimore. It's become a trend. They call them squeegee kids. And they're not all kids, by the way. Most of them are not. They're basically, in the according to the article from hotair.com, they're people who typically extort money, extort money from commuters at intersections in the city's downtown area. And those who dare to refuse to pay the extortionists are frequently subjected to vandalism, violence, and even worse. So the new mayor of Baltimore, Brandon Scott, he promised on the campaign trail he was going to find a way to end the practice but yet also still help the squeegee workers because they're squeegee workers now. Okay. He was going to establish no squeegee zones and have the police help the perpetrators find other productive work elsewhere. Sure you are. That's wonderful. I'm crying in my sleeve. The plan was finally put into effect this week. Multiple downtown intersections were decorated with no squeegee zone signs. The police were stationed in the area to monitor the results. The results were precisely what many critics had predicted. Most of the squeegee kids just ignored the signs and kept on doing it. They've been doing it all along. Um, so what do they do? Well, they, they have to get them a ride somewhere. So then the police have to take up their time not arresting them, not citing them, not stopping them, just getting them, putting them in the back of a car, and driving them to one of the acceptable squeegee zones 
from which they rec- rec- they rapidly leave and go back to the non-squeegee zones and continue what they're doing. The article points out this was never going to be a ban. It's just the, the attitude the mayor displayed because he was, he was too worried about offending people who were never going to vote anyway, mayor. He talked about squeegee workers as their actual workers doing real jobs. He says, now the police have been instructed not to arrest them unless they're engaged in actual violence. Just come on, man. What are you, a junkie? You dog-faced pony soldier? <laughs> I don't know where. A dog-faced pony soldier. You never heard soldier. that? That was President Biden's retort to some guy. at a. That's President Biden. Oh, dog-faced pony. You're a dog-faced pony. pony. Some guy called him out on something at a uh, at a campaign event, and uh, multiple lines from Biden. It was, "Come on, man, what are you a junkie?" Another one. <laughs> another one looks at the guy and goes, "You're a dog-faced pony soldier," and no one knows what he was saying. <laughs> you, uh, all right, there's your next homework, Boomer. Go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and Google it. Dog-faced dog pony. pony soldier. Uh, next story I got: Adventures in Woke World, Blue States. According to the Daily Caller, deadline yesterday, blue states attempt to crack down on guns. Firearm sales skyrocket. <laughs> I love this. Blue states have recently introduced restrictive gun laws that aim to remove firearms from the streets. But numerous states are now seeing massive increases in gun sales as Americans begin to vote with their wallets, according to the Firearm Industry Trade Association. Gun sales in Oregon, Washington, Illinois jumped either before or after, sometimes both, after they pass. It looks like here's, here's one. November, you may remember, in Oregon, residents narrowly passed, passed what was called Ballot Measure 114, all right? It was a gun law that requires background checks, firearm training, fingerprint collection, a permit to even purchase a gun. Following the law's passing, background checks jumped from 29,000 to 86,000. That's like almost triple the amount. In March of 2022, Democrat Washington Governor Jay Inslee signed three gun laws that restrict gun usage, including where guns can be carried, how to handle firearms without serial numbers, and what kind of magazines can be made. Because, you know, the smaller the magazine, the less likely there to be violent crime. I'm just saying. I mean, first of all, with, you know, even as rusty as I am, I can. I just the other day I went to the range and, and I, I did magazine changes. All right, just so so hitting targets, and then I, you load a magazine with a with an unknown amount. You load two magazines, right? You don't know which one you put in. One of them has like maybe four rounds. One of them has six. So you're firing until you you recognize the feeling of the weapon, you know, no longer being loaded, and then swap the magazine out as quickly. Stage your magazines and go for it. I could swap out a magazine in a matter of you know seconds. I got news. I could do it with a 10-round magazine, too. Anyway, <laughs> there's that. But just so you know, they got their new laws in Washington State, and the background checks for new gun purchases jumped from 39000 to 59000 just the same month. So basically what it's, it's just, I love it. I love it when they fail. Here's one that makes me mad, and it should make you all mad. Epoch Times reports... It's a thick story. You can hear. You can tell. You can tell that sounded the side. really thick. Whoa, big story. A California psychologist leaves California as her license is threatened after she dared to question transgenderism for, transgenderism for children. 
So, yeah, a California psychologist who's licensed to practice was threatened after she spoke out against teaching transgender ideologies to third graders, third graders, third graders, as well as statewide lockdowns during the COVID-19 pandemic. She said leaving the state was her best option. Dr. Shanae Anderson, a clinical and forensic psychologist with 23 years of experience, was heckled by trans activists at a local school board meeting in Thousand Oaks, California last June, harassed on social media, said she received death threats and was targeted by left-wing extremist groups, including Antifa. Said she got a phone call from a friend who works for the FBI who said her name had come across his desk because Antifa was creating a hit list. Oh, boy. She moved to Virginia in September to take a different job uh, in the National Organization of the American Association of Christian Counselors. Anyway, she says that she literally spoke out saying the eight-year-olds were being exposed to sexual issues beyond their comprehension, that they don't have abstract thinking, she says. They only think in black and white. They don't understand gray. So these abstract concepts such as transgender ideologies are confusing to small children. It's not appropriate. Well, a transgender activist who opposes her position filed a 51-page complaint against her to the California Board of Psychology, and immediately she was called into question for her licensure. 23 years of unblemished practice. Anderson later discovered the activist had not only filed the complaint to the licensing board, but also emailed it to local representative Julia Brownlee um, and Assemblywoman Jackie Irwin, both Democrats, the school district superintendent and the Thousand Oaks City Council and the city attorney. I was devastated, she said. I've been licensed since 1999, had an impeccable record as a psychologist, trained by some of the best clinicians in the world, I now supervise and train others. I've been a professor, and to have my license assaulted like this was very disturbing. Uh, so she and her husband, they decided uh, God had released them. She said that literally they had been thinking about leaving California for a while. But in her words, we didn't feel that God had released us yet. We were very active in the fight in California. But with her livelihood threatened and with threats against her personally, she said it was time for them to leave. So they're not backing down, though. They're taking the fight on a national level with the association. Good for them. Last thing I got, I think I'll make this the last one. Just so you know, Boomer, University of Southern California, mm. they're on it, man. They got to make sure you know that certain words are off limits now. Uh, yeah, Of course. Thanks, in including, guys. Including the word field. Like football field? Like a football field or a farm field. F-I-E-L-D, field. That's off limits? Field is now racist. Did you not know this? I, I didn't. Field, using the word field, is, is insensitive. It's racist because, you know, it might make people imagine workers in a field, which could lead to the further thoughts of slavery with workers in the field, even though we have no workers enslaved in America working in fields for 150 years. But yeah. But yeah, they need to, we can't say that word anymore. No. It's very important. Very important. And that's uh, yeah. United or, or University of Southern California. Uh, that's enough. That's all the wokeness I can handle. That and whale blubber. I don't know what else we could possibly do to enlighten the audience about wokeness and the fight therein. Um, we're taking the break. We're coming right back. We're going to number three in the Triple Dipper. Yeah. Border Wars. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.